Welcome. You're listening to Now That You Ask, curious answers to life's persistent questions as seen through the eyes of Akasha Halsey. That would be me. I'll be your host and guide as we settle in for a few minutes of the unexpected that may bring about your own questions and maybe even some answers too. Thanks so much for joining me. Now let's get started with the show. I'm feeling a little punky this morning, so I decided on this piece. It's entitled, How Do You Get Out of Yourself When You're Always There? In a conversation with a friend this morning, I uttered this statement and then laughed because when you think about it, it's really amusing. Envision you standing with yourself inside, knowing the messages from your brain are wrong, but not being able to let them go. That's pretty much what's been happening with me for the last couple of weeks. And when your brain messages last that long, it can be easy to start believing they're true. I'm embarking on a new project and have had to write about myself as part of getting started. You might think this would be easy, because after all, who knows you better than you? And that part is true, for sure. The hard part comes when you need to tell other people why you're doing this project, or why they should care, or even listen to you. I don't know about you, but I was raised never to brag on myself. Even though I've done some pretty remarkable things, I tend to diminish them when other people comment on it. Even though I know my life is unusual in a number of ways, I shy away from owning it because I'm afraid I'll get a big head. And when that happens, the elitism I was raised with rears its ugly head and I become what I hated about my upbringing. It's such an easy process for me going from, ah, shucks, to... Let me get the hell out of here before these people realize I'm not all that. When these kinds of thoughts take hold, it's an almost immediate step into feeling bad about yourself. The kind of feeling bad you incorporate as a kid when you're told you're not doing it right so many times, you begin to keep the not doing it right part hidden inside you. Things like, stop being so loud. Where are your manners? All right, that's it. Go to your room. You know better. I've discovered I like the not doing it right part of me a lot. In fact, I think it's the best part, even though that was the opposite message I got growing up. The not doing it right part calls out the exuberant child in love with life. The child that screams, woohoo, this is fun. I've spent untold hours learning to love this part of myself, and for the most part, I've done a stellar job. It's just that occasionally those old messages come barreling forward, and they can overwhelm me, especially when it's necessary to be vulnerable and reveal myself. I tend not to let other people see any of these internal conflagrations. So while I might look okay from the outside, there's a real set-to going on between my brain and the rest of me. One part of me yells, good Lord, are you really going to let people see that you're really like this? Or you'll be too much again, and you know what happens then. The brain is throwing out messages like arrows, hitting me in all my vulnerable places. It's an onslaught I can't counter without becoming really quiet and letting myself feel how hurtful they are. 
Next, I need to allow all the feelings of guilt, sorrow, and regret that accompany these arrows. I hear, what was too loud about me? Or, I tried, I really did, but I was never right. Why didn't anybody see and love the real me? Then, knowing that I have learned I'm so much more than what those arrows say, I can begin to think about other parts of myself that I want to call forth to bolster my self-esteem. This is not a quick process. It requires setting aside expectations that I will, it will all be over shortly. I must take my time separating these unwanted messages from the parts of myself that rejected them so long ago. I'm outside and inside myself, creating a combination of who I want to be from what is available. Sometimes what is available is very little that will help me. Other times I'm able to step over those messages and go forward with myself, the one I now own. My inner self knows if I talk about my feelings with trusted friends, I'll be all the better for it. But many times I simply cannot do this. It's like uncovering all those moldy parts of yourself you hope no one ever discovers. It's a feeling that if my friends see this part of me, they'll shrink back in horror and walk away from our friendship. My heart and soul knows this is not the truth, but the messages in my head are familiar, strong, and nonstop. Don't let them see you. Do it all by yourself. See? You are too much. It takes enormous strength to allow the vulnerability of opening myself up to others. And sometimes I just can't summon that. Most people don't know this about me, and I wouldn't want most people to either. I'd like to think I've progressed enough in my search for self-discovery that I can share my innermost thoughts with those I care about. But some days, like the last couple of weeks, I can't find my way there. When my mind feels cloudy, it's hard to see my way except for the shouting parts that denigrate my best efforts. I feel like my mind is on warp speed, never shutting off, and bringing a tiredness to my body that sleep can't repair. I'm alone, as my mind tells me I should be, with nothing to lean back and rest upon. Distraction and procrastination help in the short run. But nothing can displace these feelings except confronting them head on and calling up those parts of myself that stand beside me in solidarity. I found them in that inner place I always knew was there, even when I didn't know where it was. These parts have courage even when I'm afraid. They push me to greater adventures, and I can count on them no matter what. This is the part of me that I've known and loved since I was born, but that was pushed into the background for so many years. When I carve out enough time to immerse myself in all this, I usually find a way to step over these thoughts that plague me. But there's always the nagging fear that this time I won't be able to do that. Even as I write this, I see how this simply cannot be true. I have and will continue to come out the other side. I can choose to sit down and have a stern talk with these thoughts, acknowledging their presence but not their rule over me. I can, and occasionally do, reach out to friends and am always the better for it. 
In the deepest part of me, I know I will be victorious. I've worked through too much to let myself drift backwards. But it is an interesting question. How do you get outside of yourself when you're always there? My answer today is to find those parts of yourself that ring so true to you, you know they are the core of who you really are, to call them forth and to hold their hand as you step over and outside those messages that would keep this luminous part of yourself hidden. Thank you for listening to Now That You Ask. I hope you found this episode insightful and perhaps entertaining, too. Don't forget to subscribe, and if you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to rate and review it on iTunes. If you didn't like the show, well, I guess you just lost a few minutes of your life. But you might want to try another one. They're all really different. You can also listen to past episodes and subscribe to email updates on nowthatyouaskpodcast.com. Bye-bye for now.